out in the desert. Neighbors claims they practice witchcraft. Hello, Haunted Heart listeners. Welcome back to the show. This is me uh, doing the opening for you this week. It's very Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! Hello! One of my favorite films. It's a great film. It's amazing. I am so nostalgic uh, for that film. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorites. Definitely, definitely. Like I've heard. Top, top ten. <laughs> top five, even. Top five. Top five, probably. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I, lo- uh, lots of memories from when my grandmother used to um, feed me Coca-Cola in a bottle <laughs> and and uh, and put on Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh, I feel like, oh, sorry. Okay, Coca-Cola in a bottle as in like Coca-Cola in a glass bottle. I was thinking like baby's bottle. I was like, damn, that must have burned no, your mouth. No, no, no. Yes, I, I am. Baby yes, bottle. A baby bottle. Yes. Yeah, a baby bottle. Didn't when you like when you suck the carbonated like cola in, like wouldn't it like burn your mouth? I don't think so. Kind of like how like if you drink like I have this issue with a, like if I drink soda through a straw, it like is more fizzy. Yeah, probably because it's concentrated to one point yeah. coming out. So I'm just imagining like mm. the straw diameter shrinking down into like a baby bottle diameter, I'm, and I'm then it would be less like, worried ow. about that and wondering why my grandmother was feeding me a bottle at five years old five to six years old (laughs) full of like soda full of full of soda there's a lot there's a lot to run back there (laughs) honestly and honestly it it is uh but you know they're not here to listen to us unpack about you know weird shit uh from our past or maybe they are i don't (laughs) know weird like slightly Uh, not in the area of like trauma and abuse but just like we're really un- like 90s child things like i feel like our parents did a lot of things to us that like we're we're not necessarily yeah. abusive not fully neglectful but just like should you really have been feeding me purple ketchup i don't think I you think should I, mm, oh that you was know? hard for me purple ketchup was hard for me I loved it because you know I love wow. to accessorize, but fucking, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be feeling that in my liver. If I'm not mistaken, it all tasted later. the same. Wasn't there a green? No, there was a green there one. There was a green one. There was a green ketchup. That's there the one. Was. That's the one that freaked me out. Yeah. I couldn't do that one because it's just. Mm. I was into them. Um, I like to mix and match. Uh, however, <laughs> I feel like that. Uh, what is it like yellow dye number five or red dye number five the one that causes cancer like that's kind one of, of funny. those yeah it's it's just waiting in my system somewhere <laughs> the purple ketchup's just been hiding in your system just waiting <laughs> that's the real horror right there folks on it's like that show. meme where it's that man and he's like coming around the corner and he's like rubbing his hands together <laughs> like <laughs> i'm gonna get you oh you mean you shortly before dinner's served because that the caricature wow. you just wow. did was literally you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you you really you really had to go there. That's fine. It's me too. It's gonna be like we're gonna have our own drama getting over here. <laughs> we uh, are. It is the season, apparently. Yes, it is. Uh but how are you folks doing? I mean, we've been we've been running on for like a good three minutes and thirty seconds right oh, now and haven't us. even asked how you are. How how insensitive of us. Honestly, like we are the worst hosts ever. Like, how why, are you? How, How's your family? Mm-hmm. How's your mom and them? How's your mom and them? How's your mom and them? 
oh, reminds me, the Cracker Barrel has opened up, or at least the location around me has. Limited menu, but that's okay. The Cracker Barrel is now open for dining. It's been salvaged. I mean, you a brave one because I'm gonna just see how it goes oh, there with was all literally... y'all going out and doing things and shit. I'm gonna just be right here at the house because I'll tell you what, I've adjusted now. It's been, <laughs> it's been several You've months. I've, to I'm the used home. to this. I actually find the thought of going outside and interacting with people outside of the few people that I interacted with in my daily life, I find that now. Um, distasteful Distasteful. i'm i'm good just living the rest of my life just like this like i'm good just here at the house you're you're good everything i need being here um playing those like horrible sleepover games every night uh, that we talked about uh an episode or two ago i the thought of having to actually get out of my bed and take a shower and look presentable before 10 o'clock in the morning is just almost too much to bear. It's frightening. You know, it's I, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen when I go back into that because I have a very low tolerance. Like over the years, I've built my tolerance up to where I can deal with the bullshit of being around other human beings on a daily basis. However, quarantine has taken that away from me, so I'm really worried to go back into my job and have to like be socially acceptable because I might just straight up look at somebody and be like, no. That's fucking dumb. <laughs> like immediately yeah. never breaking eye contact. And I feel like that's how it's not good advice. I'm here to just fully like, and I've said this before, just fully abolish the dress code. Like, here's the deal. We've all seen and worked with each other, you know, through video. We've seen each other's homes. Yeah. Uh, our animals. Yeah. We've seen each other, you know, with our baseball caps and all like there's no going back from this right because typically in a work situation there's this illusion like you know you come to work you are presentable you are work presentable right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's the work you that you project out for others to see mm-hmm. people don't give a shit anymore i never What's did but it's fine <laughs> I'm What's glad everybody's right, caught up. Right, but the thing is, is that I don't see you on your video calls in like a fucking, you know, work crop pant and like a fucking silk blouse mm. and like, you know, mm. and heels. Mm. <laughs> I did put a wedge on the other day and walk around for a couple of hours just to kind of feel fancy. Right. You know, just to remind myself of who I am. Well, listen, all I have to say is, is the next time I go back to work, I better not get any fucking looks for wearing fucking an oversized sleep shirt, yes. a fucking baseball cap, and some, ten- and some tennis shoes. I mean, don't Bless. look at me because, listen, you saw that I was productive all of this quarantine. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're going to get now. You don't need a belt to be productive. No, you, you don't. certainly don't. You most definitely um, don't. I'm going to be rolling up in my uh, $5 Walmart cotton linen shorts uh-huh. that I found. By the way, I mean, sh- certainly not sponsored by Walmart, but if you're looking for a pair of comfy ass cotton shorts to lounge around for the rest of quarantine in, go to Walmart. They'll take care of you. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back up with um with my Walmart shorts on and just a tank top that my cats have just like ripped holes in. Right. Because I carry them around. I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna deal with like not having my cat my cats around me. 
That's true. That's like very true. Like all day at work. Because I tell true. you what, I mean, they're it, probably it, ready for us to leave, though. They are. They are like get the fuck out of the house. But I mean, it 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 having a cat nearby to just pick up and give just a quick little cuddle. It's, it de-escalates a lot uh-huh. of situations. I was gonna say it's great for your mental health. Yeah, my to mood's have that been a right right beside you while you're while you're working. But um, yeah, so we're all excited to go back to work. Not at all. I'm not. That's, I'm that's worried. A, that's I'm a worried, goddamn y'all. lie. We're all worried, and we I'm fucking worried. hate it. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, like an alcohol tolerance, like my bullshit tolerance has just been completely wiped out and I got no time to build it back up. So we're just going to see. I, I feel like, I feel like ODing on bullshit is, is highly likely. Yes, that is. Because my tolerance is in the basement. That's true. Uh, speaking of bullshit, um, we, we have a Patreon page that you can go to. <laughs> Uh, and it's got some extra content on there for you, you know, it bonus does. shit. Uh, and, you know, when you go there, you can, you know, subscribe to said bullshit content uh, and, you know, receive the joys of Patreon. Uh, and we have two people that um, have done so. We do. We we do have two. Now, I am pleased with today's invocation. It oh, has a little as, bit more of a... As opposed to any other invocation. I mean, I'm always pleased, but there's a little bit of a story that comes along with this one. So let me get the email up here. <gasps> An email. You You're going to read the email? You know we love it. I'm going to read the email. That's Absolutely, fine. I'm going to read the email. Okay. <clears throat> a reading. The subject line is, love the show. Which is a great subject line, may I may I just say. I'm so glad. Always best to open with flattery. Uh, hello. I know I've emailed you guys a lot, but I've, I'm glad somebody is. Uh, but, <laughs> but I have finally begun getting my life together and was able to finally join your Patreon. Yay! Not only was I finally able to join, but I was able to get my very best friend, who is the reason I started listening, to raise her monthly donation, because she won't let me one-up her, that bitch. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Which just sounds like you and I. Um, The reason I'm emailing is because I was wondering if it would be possible to do both of our invocations on the same show. We would love to be able to be mentioned together. Love the show. Thanks so much. Brennan and Darian, who are our two invocations. So we we did Jeez. Darian's invocation a while back when she joined our Stay Spooky Squad. She's now uh, joined our Cannibal Cult, joined us as a Cannibal Cult member. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brennan, who is our new incoming patron, has requested that we light two candles for the two of them together. Yes. Which we have no issues with at all. The more candles the merrier. And we just so happen to have two candles here. We do. Ah. Oh. Ooh. Ah. And they also are uh for the uh since you can't fucking see, they're matching candles actually. Yeah, actually. They actually they are. are. They are matching candles. No bullshit. So, I'm going to light a candle to welcome Brennan L to the family. He is our brand new Cannibal Cult member. And hi, how you doing, Darian B? Welcome to the Cannibal Cult. Aw. 
All right, loves, your matching candles are beside our matching mic stands, and it is just a best friend <laughs> party over here today. Uh, they will stay lit through the end of the episode, but always and forever in our dark, dark hearts. And of course, as always, we have dressed them with good intentions for health, wealth, happiness, best friendship <laughs> from us to you. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you thanks so much. For, thanks for supporting. Thanks to you. Thanks to everyone who has supported this show over the years. Uh, years. God. Wow. Oh. That felt oh, weird. Oh, wow. That was weird. Ooh. Ooh. Ow. Oh, awkward. Feeling old. <laughs> oh. Over the years. Over the years. Over the years. You remember <laughs> the day you came to me <laughs> and wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> and I looked at you and said, fuck no. Bitch. <laughs> Give me my stool, by the way. I'm trying to put my feet up if we're getting into the meat of the episode. We are going to get into There's your episode. I mean, there's We ain't your, even going to get that your out. Stool. Yeah, I need my stool. See, normally I put my stool up before we get started, but mm. that was a little behind the scenes for you. <laughs> I didn't get my stool, and it's really important. Because otherwise, I have to fold my legs under underneath me. Because like otherwise, I have to sit in this really plush couch awkwardly. Like, look, I'm I'm a short legged person. It's difficult for me when I'm sitting in chairs because the floor with, is like with a blanket. Not far. No I, well, I don't. I haven't pulled my blanket out yet, but it might be. It might be coming because it's a Kenny <laughs> week this week. So I get to kick back. I get to relax. Mm-hmm. I'm just here with you guys. I'm here to hear a good story. Mm-hmm. I'm a listener this week, folks. She is my, a jo- listener. my job's done. The candles have been lit. The craft <laughs> has been worked. No, 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 no. Your job is not done because at the end you'll have to clean the house. It's true. So it's true. But, but right now I'm gonna relax. Before it's time to sweep, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna have a little nip of brandy and I'm gonna I'm gonna hear a story. Who says I'm telling a story? Well, a story, some something. I hope you got you got a document pulled up. I hope it's got <laughs> something on it. I hope it's not just the same damn word typed over and over like two thousand times. That would be quite terrifying. That would right? be troubling. That that would that would be troubling. Um yeah, so it's just Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, <laughs> Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Sunday chicken, Sunday chicken, Sunday chicken. Yes, so I'm going to ask you a question. No. Hmm. Okay, well, that's the end of the episode, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, stay fucking spooky. Uh, no, if I were to ask you a question, hmm, that was weird. If I were to ask you, what is the one subject of discussion that is the most uncomfortable to talk about? What would you say? What's your opinion on that? For me personally? Yeah. Or for us in general? Just for you in general. Like, what would, if I were to ask you what makes you uncomfortable to talk about, what would you say? There's not much, but I've been very open that aliens is a topic that does make me uncomfortable. Have you brought me an alien story? No, I have not brought you aliens. Okay, good. I was I was about to cut. We were gonna we were gonna cut this fucking episode, folks, and I was gonna beat his ass because I'm like, you're not doing this. This is a me thing. No. Oh, okay. So it's not aliens, but it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that it does. I'm just asking you. Oh, okay. What your opinion is? Like, what would make you comfortable? Uncomfortable. What would make you comfortable is a fucking slice of pizza right now, uh, and then like just a lot of cheese, lots of cheese. I remember cheese. I miss cheese. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the thought of cheese makes me uncomfortable right now. Um, what would what's an uncomfortable topic? I mean, people generally I can't base it off myself because listen, I'm comfortable with a lot. I'm a comfortable type of gal. Um, people tend to get really uncomfortable when we talk about children, though. That's true. People tend to get really uncomfortable when I talk about, um, when I talk about pregnant ladies. Yeah. And unfortunate misdeeds happening to them. People tend to get really uncomfortable about the coffin birth thing. Why does unfortunate misdeeds sound like the greatest soap opera? Unfortunate misdeeds. (laughs) That's going to be the joint, um autobiography that we write about the show (laughs) the haunted heart unfortunate Unfortunate misdeeds (laughs) but just uncomfortable in general i don't know there's there's a lot there's a a lot there's a lot there's a lot there i didn't expect you to go so deep so you can chill oh okay Uh, (laughs) got got it it's like damn no work Um, and well we all know what makes what makes me uncomfortable right like that question. All of the episodes that I do. <laughs> well, that. There's that. Literally every single episode that you do. There's plenty of things. But in general, you know, there's that one question that really just makes me uncomfortable always, which is when, you know, someone asks me to, you know, tell them about myself. Yes. Right? Um, yeah. And for me, I think that it's like it. it's like it's like I'm being forced to hand out bits of information about myself that I mm. am not like willingly or like even consensually giving you. Right. So when someone asks me, like, tell me about yourself, it's like, I feel like, no, <laughs> like um, I don't yeah. want to. You That's know what an I interesting mean? way to think about that. Like you're, you're, you're being sort of like put on the spot to hand over information, pieces right. of information that uh i guess maybe are valuable yeah or just that are personal and like i don't know and like i I feel like some people always have like a spiel that they give out of things that's like you know generic things that you would throw out in an icebreaker and 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 whatnot and all that but for me it just really makes me uncomfortable that has nothing to do with the subject that we're talking about today (laughs) but i could see that i could see i don't like having to summarize myself i'm like where do we fucking start that's hard to where the (laughs) shit i mean there's like almost 30 years of bullshit that i gotta fill you in on i'm so many things i had an eminem t-shirt and i also had a tim mcgraw t-shirt i mean there's just Mm -hmm. so much i at one point i had a john deere t-shirt right there's a lot I had a John Deere hat. I mean, there's, it's, it's, we've been, we've been a lot of different things in the uh-huh. time that we've been here. So I don't know what it is that you need me to tell you about me. Right. But then at that point, they just asked me to please um, move to the next person in the icebreaker. And They're like, just move forward. all right, uh, time. <laughs> like, um, yeah, fucking icebreakers. I hate those. Uh, mm. And then you know, obviously, like, I work on a team where, of course, I have to sit down and do a fucking icebreaker all the time all the time all the time all the time um and you know doing icebreakers pains me just as much as opening the show does uh but you know thankfully like i said i'm not here to talk about myself or even do a fucking icebreaker fuck those i hate those that's the other thing that i feel like needs to go away hmm Dress codes and icebreakers. Dress codes and icebreakers. We don't like those. I mean, I guess you don't really need an icebreaker if somebody rolls in with like no pants and like a NASA tank top that hadn't been washed in like two Uh weeks. You know, you don't really need an icebreaker at that point. There's a certain 
intimacy there. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, the only person around here breaking any ice is Britney Spears in 2007 and her glorious Blackout album. Mm. So that's the only one that I want. But what I am talking about today um, is a subject that makes many people uncomfortable or afraid to talk about. And that's the line between life and death. Death makes plenty of people uncomfortable to talk about. Mm. But what happens when that line is blurred? What happens when someone is stuck in a space between the light and the shadow? Middle management? (laughs) Fuck you, I've been there. (laughs) When behind you is everything you've ever known or been and in front of you is a mystery. Also middle management. Also middle management. (laughs) For many of us, these questions forever remain a mystery. But what about those select few people who have pulled back the veil of death, retail workers? Stepped over to the other side, stock people, Mm -hmm. and found their way back. What stories do they have to tell us? What answers will they give? And most importantly, is it an answer you'd even want to hear? Ooh, we're talking about near-death experiences. Ooh, I love this. Mm -hmm. I figured that this was like, I, I was... I was like, hmm, what do I want to talk about today? And then, like, what I do all the time when I'm sitting down and I'm trying to, you know, create uh, whatever the fuck it is that I create weekly or biweekly, what the fuck ever, I sit and I stare at a blank document. And then inevitably, I just continue to stare and always have an existential crisis. (laughs) And then at one point, I think I was just racking my brain because I was like, hmm, I was like, do I want to go cryptid? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Do I want to go horror? Like, how, what do I want to do, right? Like, and then eventually I just, like, laid back in my bed and I was like, just fucking shoot and me And then now. you died. And then and I then died. And then you came back and you were like, I know what I'm going to talk about this uh, week. Pretty yes. Much. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Now, I kind of wanted to get into the science explanation of death before we begin, but let's preface this whole episode by saying we are not medical professionals people do not listen to us or take anything we say as medical advice we're not please we're not here's the one piece of medical advice that i'll give you today if you're a lady or even if you're not a lady go get your pap smear you know just go get checked out Mm. it's fine wear a mask you'll be all right just get them pap smears yep this show, Other than that, no medical advice. No, we're not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So this show is for entertainment purposes only. And sometimes not even that. Mm. Also, because death is such a huge factor in many religions and belief systems, I'm not going in depth into specific religious beliefs when it comes to death because I feel like that's something that if you're going to talk about definitely should be highlighted um, on its own. Right. Um, but... According to science, there are two types of death. You have death of the heart, death of the brain. And obviously, when the heart stops beating and the brain stops um, braining. Braining. Braining, yeah. Um, great medical professional yeah. terminology yeah. here. Hell yeah. We could be doctors. <laughs> doctors of love. <laughs> 
We know that there are instances where the heart um, stops and the person has been able to recollect things that were happening in the period of time where there was no cardiac cardiac function. Cardiac. Yes, Cardi- you got it. Cardi B function. <laughs> Cadillac. <laughs> so obviously a true death is that of the brain. We can keep hearts beating through machines, but once there are no electrical vibes going on in yes. the brain. Yes. Dr. That's Kenny, it. laying it down. <laughs> uh, your husband has no electrical vibes left going on um, up top there. Uh, sorry about it. Listen, man, his vibes are off. Look, his vibes. His vibes are off. That's it. He's dead. Deli counter is closed, folks. You're not getting it. And then obviously comes, um, you know, the moral dilemmas that some of us have had to face when it comes to making decisions for loved ones. Um, And, you know, kind of a vulnerable moment as someone who has been in that position before. It's incredibly horrible and traumatic. Um, So... Lots of questions there, lots of avenues that we can explore, but essentially when people reach that point of death and are are able to be revived, it is called an NDE, or a near-death experience. The term near-death experience is French in origin and was first used in the 1890s as part of an overall discussion that was uh, beginning to develop around workers falling from scaffolding, soldiers injured during war and Mm. them sort of having these you know what they call panoramic life reviews while being close to death and in 1968 the first analysis of 400 first-hand accounts of -of out-of-body experiences was published and in 1972 the term near-death experience was used by john c Lilly, a neuroscientist and avid LSD user. Oh, oh yeah. He sounds like a he sounds like a fun guy. Uh huh. I would date that guy. Uh, yeah, yes. avid LSD user <laughs> uh, who would often take LSD and chill out floating in his isolation tank. Oh, with which shit. he is credited for developing. I oh, bet he fucking shit. did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. He was. Oh, I. Oh, I've see. I've been to an isolation chamber. I've done the float thing. Uh huh. How was and that? And it was. It was good. I would like. I think. You'd like to take LSD and try it. Um. I. I mean. I bet it was cool as fuck on LSD. <laughs> to be quite honest. So they. They control. Uh, it's different at different places, but they control the temperature of the water to be exactly the temperature of like your skin, basically. So once you get in, and then you get still, and it's totally no light anywhere. Um, and no sound anywhere for most of the experience. Mm. Um, and there's like a little bit of water and the salinity in it is such that you float really easily. So you get in, you close the door, and when you close the door, all the sound disappears from outside and all the light disappears. And then you lay down, you lay back in the water and you float on your back. And as you, you're not supposed to move at all. And once the water, obviously from being disturbed, like it, is moving around but once it settles after a while you start to lose the sense of like where your body ends and the water begins and you kind of like lose the sensation of like 
you know, like we're always pretty aware of our bodies in space. (laughs) Well, we're always pretty aware of our bodies in space as we kind of like move through the air. But this is kind of like a space where all of that extrasensory stuff is stripped out and you kind of like it's weird. It's like it's like you're floating in the universe and it's super trippy. I imagine it would be even more trippy if you're on LSD. I was going to say, take that and then add LSD to it. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying because your heartbeat is so loud Uh in the absence of any other kind of sound that you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they made a couple movies about this guy. He also is credited with like talking to dolphins, which I don't know. That's also, you know, um, attributed to the LSD or not, or if that came, you know. He should ask later. the dolphins why they're rapists. Oh God. Um, why they be raping everybody? <laughs> do dolphins that. rape people? Look it up. Yes. Shit. They're okay. aggressive creatures. Well, now I know what my next episode. You shouldn't be about. get one tattooed as a, as a tramp stamp. They are rapists. Right. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Moment. Google it Here after at the, the show. haunted heart. Yeah, there you go. So that's what this guy was doing. He was like taking LSD, chilling out in his fucking isolation tank, and he was oh, yeah. just vibing. Right? Oh yes, one hundred. <laughs> I love this dude. What year is it? Eighteen ninety one. No, he was in like the nineteen. Oh, it was LSD. So he's yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Nineteen seventies. Um, yeah, nineteen seventy two. So early seventies, girl. It. And he was in there, and he was chilling out, and I, you know, he said the word, you know, near death experience, and that's, you know, okay, he great. We he was attributed. he he was chilling in the in the isolate. I almost said LSD chamber in the isolation chamber, high on that LSD. You know, he was listening to some Simon and Garfunkel. You know, he had <laughs> "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." I feel like if it was me, I'd have to listen to something really trippy like Inya or something. Inya would be an amazing thing to be yeah yes they can actually pipe sound into them i i would prefer that because i'm a very like musical oh yeah musically minded person yeah the the silence was somewhat deafening somewhat terrifying i'm gonna be (laughs) honest so common traits that have been reported by uh people who have had a near-death experience are as follows a sense or awareness of being dead Hmm. I've had that. (laughs) Check. Hmm. A sense of peace, well-being, and painlessness. Okay, now we're talking. Oh, that's All right, right, I'm good. All right. (laughs) I'm good. Positive. (laughs) None of that. (laughs) None of that. I don't know. All right, good. Um, Don't know what that is. Positive emotions, a sense of removal from the world, good vibes. (laughs) Good vibes only. An out-of-body experience, a perception of one's body from an outside position, sometimes observing medical professionals performing resuscitation efforts. Stressful, I might would imagine. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like when you watch like your favorite like medical show and yeah. they're like really working hard to bring the patient back and you're like, man, I really hope this patient makes it, except for like times. This time it's you. Yeah. It, mm. <laughs> this time it's you. Or maybe you're like, man, just fucking give it up, man. <laughs> you as the spirit just goes it's by okay. the surgeon and it's, it's okay. like, just stop. Just just let it be. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. He's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, or a tunnel experience or entering a darkness. A uh, sense of moving up or through a passageway or staircase. I'm going to tell you one motherfucking thing. If I die and there's a set of stairs, stairs? <laughs> bitch. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm here. 
God's up there and he's like, I, I offered him the stairs to come you up. Could, you couldn't he put in an welcome. escalator. He is welcome to come up here, which we all know would be a fucking lie. Um, <laughs> and then he just did, he just stayed down there and I'm like, I ain't doing that. You could, I'm going to stay could, right down you here. You couldn't put it in an elevator? Exactly. In a handicap accessible? What's the deal? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, also a rapid movement toward and or sudden immersion in a powerful light or being of light, which communicates with the person. A rapid movement towards that. that The rapid movement part sounds terrifying. Oh, yeah. Actually. There's some it terrifying. It reminds me of that meme of that skeleton. <laughs> Where he's just when like you spookifying intensi- or It was like spooking intensifies yes. or something like that. Yes. <laughs> that feeling. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what you become when you die. You become that meme. Might. Hey, there's worse things to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, such as an intense feeling of unconditional love and acceptance. <laughs> um, encountering beings of light. Beings hmm. dressed in white or similar. Also, the possibility of being reunited with deceased loved ones. Hmm. Receiving a life review, commonly referred to as seeing one's life flash before my eyes. Got it. Approaching a border or a decision by oneself or others to return to one's body, often accompanied by a reluctance to return. <laughs> Like, no, mm. here we go. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm your family's I'm, like, I'm right. they're like not like they're they've had peace without you there. And they're like, you stay here for a, a little <laughs> bit longer. And you're like, but I don't want to. I want to come be with you guys. And they're like, <laughs> what if what you, if you don't yet? Just just stay there. You've got a Gone. lot to do. And then like your fucking uncle's like turning around, looking at the rest <laughs> of the family wide eyed. And they're like, <laughs> can you fucking help me out? Get your fucking ass back out there. Or um, suddenly finding oneself back in one's body um, or a connection to the cultural beliefs held by the individual, which seem to dictate some of the phenomena experienced um, Mm. within the NDE. And there are several psychological models that are used to explain NDEs, such as the depersonalization model, which is when those who are experiencing their impending death become detached from their bodies and emotions. Uh, they're just like massively chill. <laughs> yeah, chill level nine thousand. It's fine. It's like that, me that's the I... ultimate level of it's fine. Uh huh. That's like me when I'm listening to those fucking binaural beats, trying to go to sleep, just <laughs> detached from my body and all emotions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you know why I listen to them while I'm working. I'm just gonna add LSD on top of it next time. <laughs> There's the expectancy model, which is like wish fulfillment, meaning that the person, what the person expected to happen does actually happen. There's also the birth model, which relates the act of dying to the trauma of being born and suggests huh. that that's the word they use. They said the trauma of being born mm. um, and suggests that NDEs are the brain's way of re- reliving that trauma. And neuroscientists believe that the de- that depending on the area of the brain that is damaged or dying is what determines the experiences people have during these NDEs and that they believe future neuroscientific studies will begin to demystify these occurrences. Interesting. I hope I get a good part of my brain. 
You know what I mean? Right. I hope it's not where I keep all the stuff for this ah, show. Oh, yeah. I really hope it's not that. Um, and if it is that, let it be Mothman who comes to take me. You know what I mean? Like, if we got to take one thing, if it's got to be one thing from this show, please, mm. please just let it be Mothman. Right. I mean, I know it's going to be the spoon liquor from the Christmas special two years ago, but I don't think if we've it could ever just actually be Mothman. talked about Mothman on the show. We haven't. Maybe we will in the future. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot. Dot, dot. Really glad you didn't choose cryptics this week. Dot. Dot. <laughs> Yeah, so yay science. We love and support science, right? We do. We do. We do. But what's We the f- stand science. We do stand science, fully support science, but what's the fun in demystifying shit? I mean, let's just be real. I think it's time to get into some NDEs and figure out what's what for ourselves. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's make our own theories with no qualifications whatsoever. If moms on Facebook can do it, we can do it here yes we can and again always listen to science never us um (laughs) but i'm gonna hit us with some creepy stories followed by some happy ones and then i'll end us with some good old-fashioned reddit stories got to close us out love it so in the realm of creepy there are several different um types of ndes that people can experience um, they're all kind of terrifying, but I'll start with the first one. Mm-hmm. And the first one is the inverted NDE. And some NDEs features usually reported, um, and others as, uh, pleasurable, um, these are perceived as hostile or threatening. So it's kind of like the opposite of what, you know, they typically say like a, Ooh, a quaint life review, like warm, you know, positive feelings. This one is like, you done fucked up. Yeah, this is you done fucked up. Every damn thing. Um, so everything that I am reading, um, actually, which, shit, I lost my source, but whatever. It comes from a source that is credible. <laughs> um, hold on. Jesus. Let me get it right here. It comes from a source. <laughs> it's uh, there. It's very credible. It's the best source, some might say. It's really great. Source. It is a really great source. So this is from the U.S. National Library of Medicine. It's an article from there um, and the National Institutes of Health. And it was written by a Nancy Evans Bush, who is a the president of the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And uh, Dr. Bruce Grayson, who is like a professor of psychiatry and neurobehavioral sciences and a bunch of other shit. Something from the UVA School of Medicine, too. Do you think they ever fucked? Hmm. Do you think like know. they were like up late one night studying near death experiences and they were like Nancy <laughs> Nancy I think the key is that we got to just make life worth it. And then he just like swooped his arm across the desk. What's his name again? His his name name? is Dr. Bruce Grayson. Bruce. Bruce just like fucking took that forearm and swept all those papers and books off that table. And he picked Nancy up and he threw her on that table with her consent. And they just went to town. I I hope. I hope In the library of medicine. I hope so. I hope that for them. Uh, I hope so. Um, And so. I hope that's what my near death experience is. It's just (laughs) floating above. (laughs) Floating above and watching people like have sex 
Maybe it would be a decent tribute. It'd be fine. It'd be cool. It'd be rough. Um, so all of the uh, all of the experiences that I'm going to read for you come from their files. Okay, cool. Nancy and Bruce yeah. on the on the table. Got it. Nancy and Bruce on the table, the podcast. <laughs> so going back to inverted NDEs where this shit is fucking terrifying, right? So mm-hmm. an example being um, a man thrown from his horse found himself floating at treetop height, watching emergency medical technicians working over his body. No, 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 this isn't right, he screamed. Put me back. But they did not hear him. Next, he was shooting through darkness toward a bright light, flashing past shadowy people who seemed to be deceased family members waiting. He was panic-stricken by the bizarre scenario and his inability to affect what was happening. Hmm. Our next one was... You would next hate example, that. You'd be I would like, hate it. Cause, yeah, you would hate that. Be like a total loss of control. Yeah. Our next example um, was from a woman in childbirth, uh, felt her spirit separate from her body and fly into space at tremendous speed, then saw a small ball of light rushing toward her. It became bigger and bigger as it came toward me. I realized that that we were on a collision course and it terrified me. I saw the blinding white light come right to me and engulf me. And another example... A woman collapsed from hypothermia and began re-experiencing her entire life. And it's very simple. She just says, I was filled with such sadness and experienced a great deal of depression. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Same. (laughs) Fucking same. I'd be cool as fuck if you were in. I mean, I understand why it would be also terrifying if you had like bad vibes going on, like a bad trip type situation but Mm -hmm. like it'd be cool as fuck to go to space i'd be like yeah (laughs) fuck yeah i'm never going until the aliens come to collect you fuck me god i hope it's the hot ones that love to that love to have sex i really hope it's them i really don't want it to be any other kind right (laughs) i just need like a nice kind that think maybe thinks i'm a pet or like i'm cute kind of like how i care about my cats like Uh they're really cute i'm not trying to hurt them I'm just going to feed them and take care of them. Right. Except wow. I think with with an alien type situation, they're going to fuck you a little. Like no Probably. matter what kind they are, they're going to fuck you. Definitely. But I mean, we could talk about it if it was like the right. I mean, I'm certainly not putting it out there. But we're, push comes to shove type deal. <laughs> just be kind. Just Watch be Beauty kind. and the Beast. That's true. Be kind. That's true. The next example, um, or actually the next form, is the hellish NDE. Ah, damn. Overtly hellish experiences may be the least (laughs) common type of distressing NDE. A man in heart failure felt himself falling into the depths of the earth. At the bottom was a set of high, rusty gates, which he perceived as the gates of hell. Panic-stricken, he managed to scramble back up to daylight. Good for you. I mean. Great. And he was a saint ever since. <laughs> he was good. He helped little old ladies cross the street and earth thing. That sometimes happens, though. Mm-hmm. A woman was being escorted through a frighteningly desolate landscape and saw a group of wandering spirits. 
They oh looked, shit, uh, Ghost Riders in the fucking sky, <laughs> bitch. Johnny Cash, yes. I love it. Yeah. And as the riders rode on by her, she heard one call her name. Is that the situation? Is that where we're in? No, uh, they looked lost and in pain, but her guide indicated she was not allowed to help them. Fuck. Oh, that's sad. And she's not allowed. What are the fucking rules? Well, we didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a rule book here. Oh my God, I'm just going. This is not allowed. Don't touch. Don't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak to we them. We don't. We don't. We don't speak mm. to them, girl. <laughs> it's like I really hope her. Her. It was like a really like flamboyant fucking <laughs> guide, and he's like, girl, <laughs> we don't, no, know. we don't do. We don't do that. That's no. the souls of the beauty influencers. That, yeah, that's the, the beauty community. Um, we, we don't, don't touch talk them. to them. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, over there, those are all of the TikTokers. Anyway. <laughs> um, and they're just doing TikTok dances. <laughs> For all of eternity. For all of eternity. Look. Uh, an atheistic, is that the word? Is it atheistic? Yes, I guess that's correct university professor i mean who am i to correct I think these it should doctors? be atheist atheist but it's atheistic interesting an atheist university professor yes that's the one these are our credible sources by the way credible the best sources uh with an intestinal rupture experienced being maliciously pinched then torn apart by malevolent beings. I bet he motherfucking did because he had a damn intestinal fucking rupture and some shit. (laughs) Now that one I understand. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like my guts were just like, you know, coming apart. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. They just fall apart. They're just being ripped apart. Interesting. (laughs) A woman who hemorrhaged from a ruptured fallopian tube reported an NDE involving... Horrific beings with gray, gelatinous appendages grasping and clawing at her. Man, see, fuck that. Fuck that shit. It would just say, like, the word That's not what we're looking for gelat- when, I'm, when, I'm, when my spirit is shot off into space. Like, that's not what we're looking <laughs> for. Listen, honey. We're looking for something that, like, can e- that is humanoid. Or can be humanoid convincingly, right? <laughs> we're looking for like we're looking right. for like changeling level. My Star Trek people know what I'm talking about. Like Odo from DS9. That's what we're looking for. We want to do like some freaky weird shit with the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. Like if you can go ahead and like transform into like we could have some fun with that in the bedroom. I could be into that. Yep. I could be into that for you. But you got to give me something that looks mostly humanoid, because like. <laughs> I can't, you can't come at me with the formless shapelessness No stuff. Well, the fact that it's like also like, girl, I, I need, the only appendage that I want near me needs to be rock hard. Like gelatinous? No. I mean, just saying. Now, for me, I've, this I've is given for me this a lot personally. of thought, mostly because I'm rewatching DS9 with the aforementioned changelings. And there's like a goo-like state that's like, like kind of like a... Like runny jello, right? Uh-huh. Would be the consistency. And I've given this a lot of thought recently. And I think <laughs> that while we Hashtag are used quarantine to, thoughts. Yes. While we are used to rock hard, and is certainly I'm certainly a fan. I do think that there could be like 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 if we're talking about 
fucking with like solids versus like liquids versus gases if there's like a consistency that's like kind of like viscous but like maybe it's like heated if they it, like if a person could literally just pour themselves into your like vagina and then just like there's like a sensation of running water but from the inside like I think it could work I think it could I think it could work and I think it could be good it's going to take a couple shots, though. Everybody I, needs to come in with no ego <laughs> because it's going to take a couple times. Like, you're going to have to figure it out. It's going to be a little more weird than, like, most relationships when you first get started. It's a little awkward. You have to learn what each other like. I think I think that would there'd be a there'd be a learning curve, but it'd be worth it. I, I, I think you need to go back to work, <laughs> to be quite honest. I mean, I, I, I do. I think you need to go back to work. I, mean, I, just I, 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 Katie, I'm, 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 I. There's I, a potential with the friction of running water, like you know, like a jacuzzi tub. Like I'm just imagining okay, yeah, that, yeah. like there's a there's a friction uh-huh, element. Uh huh. That if we could balance these different inputs, much like a soundboard, mm. it could. Well, work. I, I think what we have here is tentacle porn, which is a little bit different. I mean, that could also work. We're not Depending going on there. who you are. <laughs> Depending on who you are. Well, anyway, this woman is like in the middle of this tentacle porn here yeah. <laughs> that's happening to her. Yeah. And she says the sounds of their guttural moaning and the indescribable stench still oh. remain 41 years later after her experience. It, it's never, yeah, it's never good if it's stinky. No. You can't, you can't be, you can't be, nah. Don't do that. No stinky and this pinky. There was no benign being of light, no life video, nothing beautiful or pleasant. I was going to say present. (laughs) I mean, if you're thinking again, though, kind of like the guy who had the fucking intestinal rupture. Like, I'm imagining that there was probably Like, her fallopian tubes were just fucking attacking her? Well, no. I'm imagining the people who, like, the doctors who were trying to stop her fallopian tube from rupturing were probably, like, fucking around a lot, you know? Like, down there. There's probably a lot happening. There's a lot unpleasant. Right, right. You know? Right. So maybe that was where that came from. Perhaps. Or maybe all the tentacle porn that she watched in her life came back to fucking haunt her. That's true. Can you imagine though having an experience like that? Because she, that lady, must be terrified to die. She's like, God, please. I don't don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to that moment. (laughs) Um, Next example is a woman um, felt her body sliding downward in a cold, dark, watery environment. When I reached the bottom, it resembled the entrance to a cave with what looked like webs hanging. I heard cries, wails, moans, and the gnashing of teeth. I saw these beings that resembled humans with the shape of a head and a body, but they were ugly and grotesque. They were frightening and sounded like they were tormented in agony. Interesting. Yeah. Again, beauty community. Again. (laughs) Pretty much. They're being featured in a lot of this. In 1981, Veronica Barthel, then 22, was struck by lightning while she was driving. Fuck. I didn't think you could get struck by lightning while so you too. were driving because you're on no, rubber tires. No, she got struck by lightning, bitch. Oh, my God. She got struck by lightning. Or at least maybe her car was struck by lightning. Um, maybe it caused her to wreck. Um, I don't know the details. Mm. She first had an out-of-body experience and saw herself sitting in her car holding the steering wheel with burned hands. 
After a journey through a tunnel, she said she stood in front of a gate that read, Welcome to hell. Lisa, <laughs> keep the signage just, up. She, she gets to the gate and it's just us there. And that's our job. <laughs> hey, hi. Our jobs is to be the fucking welcoming committee to the gates of hell. Hey, girl, how you doing? Welcome to hell. <laughs> Here's your gift basket. Sorry, it's actually not for you. <laughs> Psych, bitch. Get your fucking ass into the get 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 right now. You but get 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 but get get keep straight. Like keep don't look to the right. <laughs> don't you look to the right? <laughs> don't do it. You get down there. All right now. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Um. So she read the side that says "Welcome to Hell." Uh, she was brought to a waiting room. Fucking oh. <laughs> terrifying. Oh man. She could also see many people suffering in torment. She said, however, that she met Jesus while she was there and that he sent her back to her body. When she came to back in the physical world, she just kept screaming, I was dead and in hell over and over and over again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Me after every icebreaker when I, when I mute myself, I'm dead and in hell. Um, what was Jesus doing down there? We don't know. This Maybe is a he shady. was like doing a little quality control. He was like, mm, "How's this sorting working?" No, Jesus, not you. N- you know what it is? What? Jesus is actually human resources. Maybe we've just broke it. <laughs> it. <laughs> the secret. We've broke it. That's what it is. And then the last but not least of these terrifying experiences is the NDE known as the Void. See, this one's going to be the one that's going to fuck with me. An NDE of the void is an ontological encounter with a perceived vast emptiness, often a devastating scenario of aloneness, isolation, sometimes annihilation. A woman in childbirth found herself abruptly flying over the hospital and into deep, empty space. A group of circular entities informed her she never existed that she had been allowed to imagine her life, but it was a joke. She was not real. She argued with facts about her life and descriptions of Earth. No, they said. None of that had ever been real. This is all there was. She was left alone in space. Yeah, that would fuck with me. (laughs) Another woman... um, That would be bad. I'd be like, well... I... We don't get to have like the weird alien sex or nothing. <laughs> you don't want like... except that they it, it's it takes the form of me and I'm telling you this, but then afterward I just fucking dissolve into nothingness. Oh, that would be <laughs> like, and God, that, thank that God laugh, that bastard's gone. And, and then that laugh just fucking <laughs> goes off like, into the echoing. Next. God damn it. <laughs> Another woman in childbirth. Damn, lots of childbirthing deaths here. There's a lot. (laughs) Yep, this is telling me a Um, lot. (laughs) Felt herself floating uh, on water, but at a certain point, it was no longer a peaceful feeling. It had become pure hell. I had become a light out in the heavens, and I was screaming, but no sound was going forth. It was worse than any nightmare. I was spinning around, and I realized that this was eternity. This was what forever was going to be. I felt the aloneness, the emptiness of space, the vastness of the universe, except for me, 
a mere ball of light screaming. See, this is the shit that I used to worry about as a child. And my mom would be like, do we need to take her to therapy? Let's just enroll her in Bible camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that only made it worse. Because <laughs> they were like, eternity. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's the thing. Right. Um, I, you know, I think at a certain point, consciousness kind of fades a little bit. And you're just kind of like... Just still screaming as a ball of light, and well, I don't think you'd be screaming though, because I think the screaming comes from like the consciousness, right? From from the awareness of not being a ball uh-huh. of light, you know. Whereas if you were actually someone who died and transitioned from like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm all of these things, and I do, you know, I go to this office and I do this job and I do this and that. Um, I think if you like made the full transition to I'm just a beam of light in the heavens, then you'd be a happy little beam of light in the heavens. Maybe. A woman I wanna be a tree though. <laughs> you know, if we get to put requests in, that's what I wanna do. I wanna you get be no a tree. Requests. Yes. Um, I mean stars are awesome. I love the stars, but I I'm gonna be a tree. What I'm if that's look what up the, at stars the stars were. Just what, like trees? people. That, oh, yeah. But I like, mean, they don't really, yeah. And you just became a star. And then you were just fucking up there. And that was it. All right. <laughs> uh, a woman uh, felt herself uh, being sucked into a void. I was being drawn into this dark abyss or tunnel or void. I was not aware of my body as I know it. I was terrified. I felt terror. I had expected nothingness. I expected the big sleep. I expected oblivion, and I found now that I was going to another plane, and it frightened me. I wanted nothingness, but this force was pulling me somewhere I didn't want to go. But I never got beyond the fog. Hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, your fucking matter getting re- she, recycled into some fucking into into other shit. She's yeah. that she's going into you a gonna, tree. You gonna become the grass and she's going to turn trees. into a tree. A man who was attacked by a hitchhiker felt himself rise out of his body. This is why you don't pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> yes, just don't do it. Wait, why is this man making these choices in life? I don't know. <laughs> also, when do we get to the good feeling ones? <laughs> Shortly. I'm going to need these good vibes. <laughs> a man who was attacked by a hitchhiker felt himself rise out of his body. I suddenly was surrounded by total blackness, floating in nothing but black space, with no up, no down, left or right. What seemed like an eternity went by. I fully lived in this misery. I was only allowed to think and reflect. Hmm. Huh. So for me, I'm not into this void shit. I'm not into any of it, actually. Like, I would prefer to just, like, if I go, just, uh, you know. Lights out. Lights out, girl. Lights out. So, all right. But I, I've got some happy ones here. Cool. I've got some That'd happy ones. That'd be good. I'm uh, certainly not triggered endlessly. <laughs> so Anita was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2002. In 2006, she fell into a coma from which she later awoke. She described what happened to her after she fell into the coma as though she was above her body. Uh, It was like I had 360-degree peripheral vision of the whole area around, but not just in the room where my body was in, but beyond the room. 
Here, she said, she met her father, who had previously passed away. He said that I've gone as far as I can, and if I go any further, I won't be able to turn back. But I felt I didn't want to turn back because it was so beautiful. Hmm. It was just incredible because for the first time, all the pain had gone. All the discomfort had gone. All the fear was gone. I just felt so incredible, and I felt as though I was enveloped in this feeling of just love unconditional love after she awoke she said within four days my tumor shrunk by 70 percent i kept telling everyone that i know i'm going to be okay i know it's not my time to die Hmm. bryce bond a famous new york city media personality turned parapsychologist shared the story of what happened to him when he once collapsed after a violent allergic reaction to pine nuts and was rushed to a hospital damn Pine nuts. They'll get you every time. Attack of the salad bar. (laughs) He remembered suddenly passing uh, through a long tunnel toward a brilliant light. And then I hear a bark. And racing toward me. I'm going to cry. Is a dog I once had. A black poodle named Pepe. When I see him, I feel an emotional floodgate open. Tears fill my eyes. He jumps into my arms, licking my face. As I told him, as I hold him, he is real, more real than I had ever experienced him. I can smell him, feel him, hear his breathing, and sense his great joy at being with me again. I put my dog on the ground and step forward to embrace my stepfather when a very strong voice is heard in my consciousness. Not yet, it says. I scream out, why? Then this inner voice says, what have you learned and whom have you helped? I am dumbfounded. The voice seems to be from without as well as within. Everything stops for a moment. I have to think of what was asked of me. I cannot answer what I have learned, but I can answer whom I have helped. I feel the presence of my dog around me as I ponder those two questions. Then I hear barking, and other dogs appear, dogs I once had. As I stand there for what seems to be an eternity... I want to embrace and be absorbed and merge. I want to stay. Then the sensation of not wanting to come back is overwhelming. Bryce was also greeted by all of his relatives who had passed on before him. He experienced these loved ones as as in somewhat younger form and face than what he had last seen them, healthier and happier. He remembered racing backward through the same tunnel he had entered when it was time to leave and reviving in time to witness a hypodermic needle being plunged into his arm. I heard a voice Damn. say... <laughs> that would not be right on time for me. Right. Well, uh, why could I not be out with that part? I heard a voice say, welcome back. I never asked who said who said that, nor did I care. I was told by the doctor that I had been dead for over 10 minutes. Shit. Yeah. Um, I love that one. Oh my god, it's gonna be me and a fucking dog pile of cats, uh, and then really my first is. dog that I had as a child. <laughs> She's gonna be like, "What the fuck? Bitch, <laughs> is it really what? only me? Is it just me? What? what <laughs> and then all these fucking cats. You couldn't have one other dog to, right. so that I could be friends with. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so a couple happy ones, and I figured I would polish this off with a few. You know, Reddit ones may or may not be true. We don't sure, know. Sure. I just figured, what the hell, right? You always want to throw in 
some Reddit. I mean, this episode's so fact-based, so the fact that you would be even moving towards Reddit <laughs> is just very deeply upsetting to me. Why Nancy not? and Bruce are very upset. They're, they're very Are they, or are they still fucking on top of the table? The we don't know. We don't know. Uh, so Reddit user Schneider7 yes. was thrown from his motorbike while driving at 50 miles per hour and declared medically dead when he was taken to the hospital. While he lay in the road before the paramedics arrived, he had a vision of a close relative visiting him. Schneider7 wrote, I just remember being on the pavement and things slowly going black and quiet. Only reason I didn't fall asleep was because of a bizarre moment when I heard someone yelling, Ranger up, you candy fuck! I Come love on, that. man, get up! Oh my god, that's how I want to be welcomed. <laughs> you candy fuck. I love that. It's it, Yeah, it was great. Um, just, come on, man, get up, get up. Then someone was slapping my helmet, um, which was basically smushed really hard onto my head. Um, when I opened, slapping it is the is the choice. No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> For the, like head trauma, head trauma, maybe not. Mm. When I opened my eyes, I saw my brother squatting on the pavement next to me. This was odd because my brother died from an overdose several years ago. Mm. The only other thing I remember is him glancing at his watch and saying something like, "They'll be here soon," and then walking away. I wish I could give more detail, but I honestly don't remember much of the incident and still have trouble with my memory as a result of the accident. Mm. But I do. I love that, like, <laughs> Ranger up, you candy fuck. Get up. Love that. Um, next one. Reddit user Altburger69. <laughs> Who is that? Which one of you bastards have that Reddit name? I want to meet Altburger69. <laughs> well, Altburger69's brush with death didn't stop them from cracking jokes. They wrote... Had a heart attack last year and my heart stopped three times in the emergency room. Apparently, each time they shocked me back, I woke up and told the staff a different knock-knock joke each time. No lights or whatever. Just kind of felt like sleep. Why do I feel like it's because of the burgers? Because <laughs> of the fucking burgers? Why do I feel like that? It probably is. <laughs> I just love it. I had a heart. I had a heart attack last year. Heart stopped three times in the emergency room. <laughs> Every time. Does he remember the knock knock jokes I don't though? Think, That's I don't, the key. Girl, Does he remember them? I, I Were they know. good? They might have been. Did some you imagine damn being the fucking doctor there when like you're reviving him and then like you just do that fucking what are those the paddles and then you just like fucking bring him back and then he's like knock knock and then he just looks at you wide eyed. <laughs> 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 no, you're going back Could down. You imagine. <laughs> nope. The shit, motherfucker. That's probably why you died three times in there because. <laughs> At that I'm a shock yes again. I'm a, you damn right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, doctors and nurses put up with a whole bunch of bullshit. I didn't even think about that. Could you imagine waking up? Knock, knock. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, out. No. Sorry, time of death. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> time of death. Now. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. All right, our next one is from Reddit user, The Dead Man Walks. Something tells me he takes himself very seriously. It seems like it. it seems He's had a whole experience, like and so this it, it's even went down to permeate his fucking Reddit username. Got he is it. now known yeah. as the Dead Man He's, Walks. Yep. 
I, I bet it's totally real. He's he's made a book, except not a book, except he just like he self published. Yeah. Well, he described how he had been experiencing months of chemotherapy. Now I feel bad. Shit. <laughs> Damn. <Wow. laughs> um. Fuck. Okay. Well. All right. So he earned it. Yeah. No, you earned it. it. You earned it. I thought you were just some, like, you know. I I went into it with a a particular perspective, and, you know, you proved me wrong. Yeah. Um, We love that. Um, When his nose started bleeding uncontrollably due to sepsis and clostridium, uh, some some infection. Yeah. um, His condition worsened, and he slipped in and out of death. He wrote, the worst part of it all, looking back, is how peaceful it can seem. It's like wanting to hit the snooze button on your alarm at 7 a.m., Honey, mm. I can feel that. And maybe you do it, and maybe you do hit it once or twice, but then you remember that you have work or school and that sleep can wait because you've still got shit to do. Mm. I love that little bit of empowering, like, you've still got shit to do. Like, come on, I love that. Um, And then my last one for the evening is from uh, one Reddit user. I don't have a name, unfortunately. Damn it. We're just since this since this one is titled Black Hole, there's no telling where it's gonna go at this point. At so. Black Hole Sun sixty nine. Yeah. All right. One Reddit user said after losing a lot of blood during surgery, he was medically dead for several minutes. Oh no, I do have his name. It's Monitor Monkey. Oh, that's cute. Monitor that's Monkey cute. posted I woke up in what looked like space, but there weren't any stars or light. I was floating, so to speak. I was just there. You said that you were ending on a good note. (laughs) Maybe. Bitch. I wasn't hot or cold, hungry Uh or tired. Uh Just a peaceful, neutral kind of thing. I knew there was light and love somewhere nearby, but I had no urge or need to get to it right away. (laughs) (laughs) This is a man. This is a man who is writing this. I remember thinking over my life, but it, it wasn't like a montage. More like I was idly flipping through a book and snippets stood out here and there. I feel like that's what it's going to be like for me. Because <laughs> you know my memory shit, so I'm going to remember these weird things. Uh-huh. Whatever it was, it changed my thoughts on a few things. I'm still afraid to die, but I'm not worried about what happens after that. I was being sucked into a black hole. <laughs> I was just like massively chill. What the fuck? He's like, I'm not worried. I mean, I know I'm going to get sucked into this black hole when I die. What? (laughs) Still not quite as terrifying as the knock knock joke man. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's possible that at some point, potentially, um, like all matter in the universe could get sucked into a black hole. Yes, so at very some potential. point, potentially, you could be. But who knows if that moment is I like... mean, who knows what else is going to happen in 2020? <laughs> well, time is such a time is such a weird concept that like in looking at like time and death, like it's it sort of makes you question like naturally because we're sort of taught to view time as this linear thing because that's how we experience time in this current state. Mm-hmm. Um, we would assume like he died and then he reappeared in this like weird like void type of space and he was being sucked into a black hole and all of that happened linearly. Right. When in reality, what he experienced during his near death experience could actually be hundreds of thousands of years into the future 
and it's just a time fuck. Like mm. it's just it's just that time is not relevant anymore and so it's cyclical and it can be hard to like orient yourself because there is no linear sort of experience. Mm. I think the thing that scares me most about death is being like is because I do think that there is a sort of metamorphosis that happens and I do think that the world around us is sort of um I think that the people we love sort of become the world around us and that matter because matter is always being recycled. I think, you know, I, I joke about like becoming a tree and shit like that, but I, I really do like think that it works that way to some degree. Um, but the thing that scares me, I think about, about death is being separated from the people I knew and loved in life in the way that I that I know how to interact with them, right? Like, you know, with us both being alive, yay, we're doing great. <laughs> great, we're already um, at a great start. Right, like we can see each other and we can hug each other and we can talk to each other. But if we're just like floating particles of energy, like one, do we have that consciousness? Like would I be able to recognize your particles versus somebody else's particles? <laughs> You know, yeah. like I, 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 it's that feeling of like, it, would you be able to recognize my vibes? Right. Or, or are we all like just separated like dust in the wind? Like, is it a Kansas sort of vibe? And I would hope that, you know, we would still be able to recognize people who meant something to us in life and that it would be like the guy who saw all of his dogs and all of his family and it would be like a really great like thing and not necessarily, you know, that we would still have that sort of consciousness right. about us and not just be right. like matter. I I agree. I have several I have several different thoughts because I, I've flexed between a lot of different you know, areas of belief. I, I there's like a part of me that sort of believes that, you know, the the science and medical part of all of this, which is that, you know, you get these flashes of whatever, you know, whatever your brain is doing is creating these. And mm -hmm. then that's it. It's like you like when you go to sleep, you just cease to exist. Mm -hmm. There's a part of me that leans towards towards that. But, you know, there's also a part of me that also kind of wants to believe as like with any natural human that like you know, there's some sort of peace right. after all of this. And while it may not be like it, like my peace would be different from your peace or, you know, any other person's peace, right? Like right. they would exist separately. Simultan yeah. Separately. But like, like I would have everyone that I love in my peace, but my peace might be different than what anyone, what, you know, they, theirs would be. Right, but then is it weird? Like, is it really me that's in your piece if I'm off somewhere else having my own piece? I don't know. Like, is that me or is that a copy of me that was provided for you so that you could feel it? But it might be your energy because it would still be connected back to your memories and your feelings. And I mean, hopefully. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I flex between, uh, I, like, I... I I don't know. I flex between a lot of that. Do I believe that? I don't. I, I can honestly say, like, I don't believe. I don't believe in hell. Or like, 
you know, the typical like pitchfork devil type, you know, you go up to the clouds and whatnot. I think I don't I don't believe so much into that, but I do think that there is that there is peace. And I think that, you know, I think for certain individuals, there might not be if I don't know. Fuck, I bitch, I don't know. I told you at the start of this episode, I'm not a fucking medical professional. I don't know. I'm not a fucking medical professional. I don't study fucking uh, the damn Bible. I don't, I don't know. Girl, I, I don't know what's going to happen when we fucking die. I don't I know. know. I have no fucking clue. As far know. as I can tell, it, 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 it's the same thing as when I go to sleep at night. Hopefully, it'll just be a, a lot of good vibes and no bullshit. That's I mean, that's need. what I'm hoping. That's what we need. I'm, I mean, emphasis on the good vibes, though, because if you just take everything away, that whole, that whole situation there with that whole, like, I don't even want to say the word because I'm freaked out, but, like, none of that. No. I'm going to mm. need some stuff around some stuff. Something. I'm going to need some shit. Something. I'm going to need something around I can't, I can't be having none of that bullshit. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, housekeeping, um, let's talk to you about shit that won't matter when you're dead. Uh, <laughs> like Instagram. <laughs> Make Bitch, sure that you- I hope there is an Instagram somewhere in the afterworld. <laughs> Deadstagram. Deadstagram. I love it. <laughs> Um, yeah, make sure that you're following us on there on, on Instagram at the Haunted Heart Podcast. Make sure that you're also following us on Twitter at the Haunted Heart. Um, and check us out on Facebook. You can just search for the Haunted Heart Podcast and you will find our page and you will also find our closed Facebook group so that you can join and tell us what you think will happen when you die. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you could shoot us that email over if you have had like an out of, not necessarily a near death experience, but were an out of body experience. That'd be cool to learn yes, about. That would be way cool. Yes. Email us at the haunted heart podcast at gmail.com for all of your like near death experiences or like weird out of body experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to read that. And if you're okay with us reading it on the show, let us know in your email. Um, Cause we don't, you know, sometimes we get emails that, Folks don't necessarily want us to share on air, and obviously, you know, it's just between us and you. It's an intimate thing, like Nancy and Bruce. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, feel free to email away. Let us know if it's okay to read it on the air. And then, um, oh, last thing is Patreon. Uh, if you have listened to all the episodes, all the backlog during quarantine, and you need something else to listen to, hop over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart, and you can find, um, if you sign up to be a member then you can access a bunch of exclusive content we will have new patreon stuff coming soon i know the feed has been a little slow um but we um have some some recording time set aside to uh pump out some content there that will be exclusive for those patreons exclusive like like brennan and darian yes and I think that's it, right? I, I, I'm pretty sure. Instagram, Join us Twitter, on our Facebook, Facebook group. I don't email. have any fucking uh, Google review, or uh, I don't have any fucking reviews to read this week because you haven't fucking left a review. I'm going to tell you what. If you want I'm to I'm going to tell you what his no, NDE is going to be. It's going to be I, him sitting there waiting for the fucking fuck review what. to come in. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> if you want a near-death experience, <laughs> keep it up. <laughs> Just keep it up because I'm coming for that ass. All right? We appreciate your ratings and your reviews of the show. It keeps us going. It's a nice little just, you know, a little like fucking hit of um, serotonin that like just makes us happy. We'll read them on the air. Um, and as always, it also helps us shit. get the show out to people. I mean, we like it. 
But the reason that we keep... Yes. Oh, great. So we like it, but the reason that we keep bugging you guys about reviews is that the more a show is reviewed and rated on various podcast apps, whether you're using Stitcher or Spotify or... Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know that Spotify lets you rate and review, but um, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, any of those apps that will allow you to rate and review a show, the more ratings and reviews that a show gets, the more they sort of prioritize that in their... um, like platform yeah. to show people. So by reviewing the show and rating the show, you're actually helping us bring the show to more people so that we can grow our family. Yeah. And then it's not just to appease Kenny's ego. Although it's probably forty five percent to appease Kenny's ego. Forty five percent to appease my ego. We're going into Leo season very soon. Um, <laughs> just fuck cancers, right? Um but we will be hitting that soon. So expect more. And then, you know, even if like Besides all the Patreon shit and all of that, I mean, just sharing is cool, too. Yeah. I'm um, sharing the show uh, however you want to do that. It's great. We love that, too. So. Share it. Passes around like an STD. <laughs> oh, God. You know we love it. Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> um, and with that being said, I feel like we're going to pass through to the realm of being done with this shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, so until next time, uh, you guys know what you got to do while you're spinning around in that dark void and oh that God. emptiness, oh that God. nothingness, that aloneness. Just know that you're never alone because you always have us. And as always, stay spooky.